to be motivated long term to kind of make fitness and, and physical activity a part of your lifestyle, it's much better to have something that's like an activity or a sport that you want to learn, a skill that you want to get better at, something strength based or, you know, like pick up something that you've always wanted to do. That's one thing I really love to do is try to encourage people like, okay, what's something that when you were younger was just fun? I'm Krati Mehra, and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy, and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness, because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 35 of Beyond the Goals podcast. Today I'm sharing with you a very informative, delightful conversation I had with Krista Stryker about fitness and its benefits to our mind, body and our performance. We talked about how to get started if you've never had a proper workout routine, what are the other complementary elements that can add to the benefits of exercise and how to cultivate the right mindset and the right mental space to not only make exercising part of your daily life, but to really feel its benefits. And I feel that Krista shared pointers that we can all use to up our fitness game without feeling the sting. If you're not already familiar with her, Krista Stryker is an NSCA certified personal trainer and a leading expert on high intensity interval training and bodyweight fitness. Krista also holds a Kettleball Concept Certification, a World Calisthenics Organization Certification. She's also a Precision Nutrition Certified Coach, a fitness entrepreneur and author. And to think that there was a time when she couldn't do a single push-up. But struggling through that first push-up, she realized that she did have the potential to become an athlete. Her path to where she is today wasn't easy. As a personal trainer at a gym in New York City, Krista would work out for hours, diligently doing her cardio, weight training, and sports-specific training every day until she was overtrained, injured, and had little time for anything else. But in trying to improve those fitness practices and help others, she ended up creating the 12-Minute Athlete, an app and a book. The 12-Minute Athlete app shares the incredible benefits of high-intensity interval training and bodyweight training, it has short intense workouts for maximum impact. It focuses on strength, cardio, functional fitness, and co-training. In the 12-minute athlete book, Krista shares her best tips on how you can get fitter, faster, and stronger using high-intensity interval training and your own body weight, no matter where you're starting from. Krista has been featured on Mind Body Green, Creative Live, Self Magazine, New York Post, The Washington Post, Shape Magazine, Bodybuilding.com, ESPN, and more. Her app, The 12 Minute Athlete, has been downloaded by over 130,000 users worldwide. During our conversation, Krista shares more of her story, her workout routine, and how we can cultivate the right mindset for fitness, how to get started if you have never had a proper workout routine benefits of exercise that you may not have considered yet, and all the other elements that contribute to a stronger, more resilient body and mind. So without further delay, let's dive in. Thank you so much, Krista, for making time for this interview. I am so super glad to be talking to you. 
to have you as part of the show. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm very curious to know what your workout routine is and how it's been impacted by COVID. What it was before COVID happened and what it uh, what you've been doing to stay fit during uh, the the pandemic. My routine honestly hasn't changed that much. Uh, you know, anyone who knows my my stuff online is like bodyweight workouts you can do anywhere. So for me, I I just like adjusted pretty easily. I had a pull up bar at home. Um, you know couple of dumbbells, jump rope, stuff like that. I'd go work out in parks. But as everyone else, I think, has uh, found, working out only at home gets very tiring. Yeah. <laughs> just boring. Um, so I just have always made sure to, like, go to random parks around town um, just to get something different. Um, yeah, working at home, out at home all the time just isn't as inspiring as it could be. <laughs> but there is a lot you can do at home. <laughs> okay, right. So your workout routine hasn't changed all that much then? Not a ton. Uh, I'm also based in California and our gyms have been open, which I'm very grateful for, for at least a few months now. Um, I still... Like I go to the gym and I just, I, I go to the outdoor area and I barely use anything. I just use like a pull-up bar and a little bit of space, but uh, yeah. But do you prefer working out in the, like in a park or a gym? Um, I, I actually love working out in parks. It's fun. I like to kind of see what equipment is around. Like a lot of times there's a playground or some pull-up bars or something. And I think it's really fun to like get creative with things. There's a lot you can do with a, like a bench or, you know, like I said, bring a jump rope. Um, I just think it's it's fun to be outside and get some fresh air as, while you're working out. Okay. But I'm very curious to know, like, I know that this wasn't getting into fitness wasn't a conscious decision. I, I have heard some of your interviews. So I would love to know how would one get into this, uh, this field where you don't just stay fit yourself, you're actually inspiring <laughs> others to stay fit, helping oh, them do it <laughs> for a living. How does one, <laughs> how does one get started with it? How does one and what do you feel? every time you work with a new client and every time you're finished with a client, what's that like? Um, so many questions. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> how I got in, let's start with how I got into it. Um, if you would have asked me when I was like a teenager, what field I thought I would be in, fitness would have been like the last on the list. I was not, I was not athletic. I was not like into fitness. It was not my thing. And the second I went to college, I, I like stopped doing anything movement related, um, definitely gained some weight, had a lot of other like depression, anxiety issues as well. And um, fitness was basically, it was like my way to convince myself that I could do something that I thought was impossible. So like I talk about this, my fitness journey really started when my older brother, who's like six foot seven, he's huge. He was a, a college basketball player. Like he could just like squish me. Like I just have no hope against him. <laughs> but he challenged me to do some push-ups because I had. He called me spaghetti arms. I had like the wimpiest little arms. I couldn't do anything. I could literally like not even hang from a pull-up bar. Um, 
but he challenged me to do some push-ups and I'm super stubborn. So I'm like, I'm going to try. I, li- I like literally never tried a push-up, which is right. sad. You know, no one ever told me, Hey, you're not very strong, but if you put in the effort, you could get stronger. Like nobody ever told me that. So I did some terrible push-ups, but it kind of ignited a fire in me that like, Hey, maybe if I try at something, I could get better at it. So that was really the start. Um, At the time I was in college, I was also pretty unhappy with how I looked. I didn't feel good in my body. So of course there were like aesthetics reasons that I started, but I really got into fitness more once I got past those like appearance related reasons and focused more on kind of strength and athletic goals that's what got me excited. And that's what I try to help other people find because no one is excited about like weight loss goals. Like that's actually research shows that weight loss and appearance related goals are like the least motivating goals ever. (laughs) And so to be motivated long-term to kind of make fitness and, and physical activity a part of your lifestyle it's much better to have something that's like an activity or a sport that you want to learn, a skill that you want to get better at, something strength-based or, you know, like pick up something that you've always wanted to do. That's one thing I really love to do is try to encourage people like, okay, what's something that when you were younger was just fun? Um, could be something like jumping on the trampoline or, you know, playing whatever, intramural, like indoor soccer, like just anything that that gets you moving, but um, doesn't feel like, oh, I have to go like slog it out at the gym. Right, right. I love it when I can inspire people to like try something and uh, they just get really excited about it. That makes a lot of sense because to me, like my mom would try to motivate if I'm not working or she would be like, you're gaining weight. What are you doing? And that that doesn't get me going at all. Like, I don't no. care, but I, I'm all constantly competing with myself. So I would be like, yeah, but a year ago you could put 40 minutes jumping rope and now you can't even do it for like five minutes. You, that Krati is laughing at you right now. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's amazing to me that you pointed out that, uh, you know, body image issues usually lead to weight loss concerns. And I think those would be very toxic reasons to do anything. But from at least this is what I thought was true about most people, that that is what lead, leads you into trying new workouts and sticking with them. According to you, that's not true? I mean, I just, there's, there's a lot of research in like psychology that shows that just appearance related goals. So whether it's weight loss or, you know, getting leaner or losing, you know, like losing the last five pounds, whatever it is. Yeah that it's just not as motivating for people to stick with. So if you're making a decision in the moment, like, am I going to eat this cookie? Am I going to work out right now? And you weigh the long-term consequences of not losing the last five pounds. It's not that big of a deal to you. But if you have something that really that you like deeply care about, like even what you said, the personal competition thing of like, beating or even being able to do what you could do last year, that is more motivating for people. Yeah. 
So I really try to encourage people to, I mean, obviously everyone wants to like feel good and look good in their body. That's not like, let's not discount that, but it should be, you know, a secondary reason to why you're getting fit. Yes. Maybe once you start working out and you start seeing the change in your body, maybe that could be why you take steps to, I don't know, maybe, uh, step up your workout workout routine but not why you start doing it right yeah okay that makes sense. yeah and just and and to have reasons to continue to do it so that's another thing is a lot of times people might meet their goal of losing weight or looking a certain way and then they get there and they don't have a lot of reasons to kind of continue that they're like well now I can eat all the cake. <laughs> and of course, they like backslide right. and they don't stick with their active lifestyle. Whereas if you have something like a sport activity, um, some sort of strength or skill based goal, whatever it is, that's going to just keep you more motivated to keep going right. uh, for the long run. Okay, that makes sense. And you talked about um, anxiety and depression. You you had all of those issues in college. And I know that when you're struggling with anxiety or depression or really any mental health issue, it could be very, very difficult to channel your resources in a direction that's you know so um, overtly positive, something like exercise. So that takes a lot of struggle. So I wanted, wanted to talk to you about this has always fascinated me, but I've never talked about this with someone, with an athlete or with someone who is in so much into this field um, that they are an expert. <laughs> so I would love to know your opinion on this, because I know they say that if you have control over your mind, your body will not get in the way of your goals. But where exercise, where workout is concerned, how important do you think it is that we get the mindset right? Uh, yeah, so in terms of the mindset, one thing that I think, like for me, made a huge difference in my life, fitness, um, really helped me create what's called in like the psychology world, a growth mindset. So right. I don't know if you've heard about that of at course, all. This is course. like Carol Dweck's yes. work, the book Mindset. Um, so basically, the the idea is that if you have a growth mindset, you go into a goal or pursue believing that your effort will make a difference. And this is this compares to a fixed mindset, which basically uh, you believe that your talent is everything and that your efforts right. are not going to make a difference. Right. So this it may seem simple, um, but it it has huge implications because if you go into anything, whether it's fitness or, you know, career related or a relationship, and you don't actually believe that when you put in hard work and effort that it's going to make a difference, of course, you're not going to try, yeah. you're not going to put in the efforts. So it's, it's huge. And I really think that fitness um, is a great training ground for this, because, you know, there's so many people that I've worked with that like, just like me, couldn't do a push-up, they couldn't do a pull-up, they couldn't, you know, do 10 burpees in a row, like whatever it is. Um, and they put in the work, trust the process, succeed, and then they're more likely to try in other areas of their life too. And I just think that's like so cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that spills over onto other areas of life. That's, I think, who you become if you excel at that, those habits in one area of your life, that's what you carry over onto other areas as well. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And going on to my second question, how how important do you think it is to be to have a healthy mind? So I I think it's I mean, of course it's important. It's easier said than done. <laughs> um, I I've certainly like been fairly open, like you said, about my struggles with anxiety and depression, and you know it's been on and off since I was a kid, basically. Um, and I know a lot of other people have similar things. And I found, and the research backs this up, that exercise helps so much uh, with mental health. And it's hard if you don't, if you're feeling depressed, you're anxious, you don't want to do anything. You want to curl up and hide in a hole or in your bed all day. And exercise is the last thing you want to do. But what I try to get people to understand, and this honestly, this took me so long to realize, but like when you do get moving, you feel better. Yes. You, you know, whether it's just like a 10 minute walk, a short workout, just something. Um, and you really will start to feel better. And the more you do it, the more uh, you will feel like healthy, your mind will feel healthier. You'll just feel better in general. So it's hard to start yeah. and it's it's the last thing like i said you know a lot of times you feel like doing but if you can force yourself again outside there's there's research that shows like exercise outdoors you get like double the effects because you get the sunlight and the fresh air and everything so if you have just a short amount of time or if you can only motivate yourself to do like a 10 15 minute thing like get outside just get moving a little bit and you will feel better. And those effects compound. So, you know, over time, you'll you'll have a healthier mindset. And um, yeah, everything gets a little better, but you got to give it a little time. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. And this is something I've uh, experienced too. I know that relying too much on anything can be bad for you because when I was struggling, you know, I was at my worst where my mental health was concerned. I used exercise to distract myself, which was terrible <laughs> in a very right. like in a very crazy, <laughs> ironic way. Uh, so that's never healthy. But I think if you just start moving, the endorphin kicks in, and you instantly, you know, yes. you feel better. So thank you so much for pointing that out. <laughs> I do understand, and I've I've been there too. There's, I mean, there's a real thing such as exercise addiction. You know, there's there are eating disorders. There are other ways of harming yourself, and exercise is another one. People go overboard, and I've been there. And you know, you have to basically you have to find a balance because movement should be a part of our lives, and it, it can be a very joyful part of our lives. But you know, you can go too far with it too. So don't just think like more and more and more exercise is like always going to be better. You got to find a balance, something, and you got to figure out like what's healthy for you. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Like I often work out twice a day because I enjoy it. I have fun with it and that's not going to work for everyone. So learn to listen to your body, (laughs) take a break when you need to. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, just find a way to kind of incorporate it in your life in a way that that feels good to you. 
And for all the workaholics who are hearing this, can you like point out how much workout can benefit the other areas of your life? How much it fuels, you know, a better performance? Yeah. So this is like a area of a huge interest of mine and um, exercise. I mean, it's, it's really only been the last like two decades that they're seeing how much exercise is good for the brain. It's, yes, it's obviously great for your body and it's, good for your overall health, but it helps our cognitive performance, which is amazing. It helps boost creativity. Yes. It helps you feel more energized. Uh, it helps you learn faster, learn better, increase long-term memory, all sorts of amazing brain health things. So yes, you're right. If you exercise, it's going to help your work. It's going to help everything in life. But as you said, in the moment, it can be really hard. So my best advice is to set alarms and take breaks. I don't know if do you work in like 90 minute blocks or anything specific yeah. like that? Yeah, I would get started with extremely good intentions and then I'll be like, oh my God, look at look at how much I've just got done. I, I have to keep going. <laughs> yeah, but this makes a lot of sense. And I think there is something to be said about the kind of person you are when you have regular workouts. Because you know how our habits define who we are, our daily habits matter to who we are and how we show up in the world. And when someone who works out and takes care of their body on a regular basis versus someone who doesn't, and there's a difference in your character when you are in those two zones. And as you said, it is so huge for your body, but also I think challenging your body on a daily basis would add uh, an extra like an extra dimension to that it's true i mean it's we're all connected you know we, you can't just separate the mind and body like it doesn't work that way so if you want to excel in the rest of your life you need to take care of your body there's just no way around it uh other other cultures are better at this than especially western culture um you know you look at like i went went to Hong Kong a few years ago and everyone just exercises just a part of their existence. And you know, the Greeks were much better at this. They're like, right. take care of your body and your mind. You have to. And we just, we separate that. And so we need to put that back together and realize that if you want to excel in the rest of your life and your career, feel better in your relationships and your home environment, your have your mental health be better, you have to exercise. And again, it doesn't it doesn't have to mean you do some horrible workout that you hate all the time, but just get in some movement. Okay. Uh, and since I have you here, I, I'm gonna get some like free expert advice here. If someone shows up as a client and that person hasn't been working out for a long time or or hasn't worked out ever, like ever had a regular workout routine and is clearly not in the right mindset, What? how would you get them started with exercise? What would be like the first steps for them? First steps is start walking. Walking is amazing. We, you just, you gotta get walking in your normal life. And this is easier in other, some places than others. You know, if you live somewhere like New York City, you're always walking around, you walk up the stairs in the subway, you're just more active in general. If you live in the suburbs and you drive everywhere, you have to make an effort to go for a walk after lunch, after dinner, 
um, just start getting in some light movements from there. And also part of it is just building, starting to build the habit of being active in your lifestyle. And walks are pretty, you know, everyone can walk for five to 15 minutes. You know, it's, it's something that, that most people are able to do. So, because the problem is if you, if you start someone out with too difficult of a thing, they're going to get discouraged. They're going to give up too quickly. So you've got to really, really ease into it. Um, From there, I would start with some like pretty simple body weight exercises, you know, things like squats and pushups and like modified versions, because of course, if you haven't worked out, you're not going to be able to do the full versions of those, but that's okay. You just want to start where you're at and slowly build up to more difficult progressions of exercises. Um, Yeah, there's, I mean, again, there's a lot you can do at home. You don't need to go to the gym. Some people, especially if you're just starting out, people get really intimidated by the gym and there's just, you don't, you don't need to go there. Like there's just, there's plenty you can do on your own. You can go for hikes, get a bike and bike around the neighborhood. Just, just start building act, movement activity into your lifestyle. Okay, so so does it help, like you said, don't take up anything too huge in the beginning, but do you think maybe feeling challenged, maybe taking up something that you are not able to accomplish, but want to, do you think that would be more effective or like being gentle with the whole thing that would be more effective or would that just depend on who you are? <laughs> so this is a great question. What I would say, it does depend on who you are. And I'm still trying to figure out like some people can't be pushed. Some people need to be pushed and it's very interesting. Um, but for the most part, I would say it's great to have a long-term goal, but then break it down a lot and start small. So okay you know, maybe your long-term goal is to get a black belt in the martial art. Well, you're going to have to start like at the very, very beginning, but that's okay. That's where you need to start and you go through the process and it's little steps and, you know, you build it up and you get there eventually. Um, But yes, to your point, it's very good to have some sort of bigger goal that challenges you, maybe scares you a little bit, gets you a little excited but then you can't just try to go accomplish that goal right away. You're going to have to like really break it down. Okay. So in like keeping that in mind, do you think 30 day challenges or 60 day challenges, do you think those are effective? Uh, They're not, they're not super effective in my mind. I think, (laughs) you know, ideally the best they can do is get you kind of inspired and get the momentum going. And then ideally you continue I don't love it when people just like go from challenge to challenge because you can't make that much progress in 30 days. You know, you can get started, which is awesome. But if you do some sort of like challenge and then you stop doing that whole, that thing after 30 days, you're not really even really gained that much unless you continue it. So use it as like a stepping stone to get started and kind of get inspired. And if there's a community around it, like awesome. But then take the next steps if it's something that you're really interested in. And maybe it's something, maybe you're just trying it out and that's fine too. If you decide it's not for you, 
great. Like move on in the next thing, try something, keep trying things until you find something that you're really interested in and then really stick with that thing. That makes sense. I started doing a 30 day challenge and it did not like, it didn't work for me. I felt like yeah. this is not enough. I'm, I, this is not right for my body. I need to be doing more. So that makes sense. But it was, as you said, like you were so right about it, that it was the thing that got me started and got me back into the zone where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah this is fun. This it reminded me how much fun workout is. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. See, that's, that's the great thing you can get out of them for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. But is, do you think it's one over the other? Do you like, like, I know people that there are people who prefer like cardio over strength training, but do you think it is ever one over the other or there has to be a balance? It should never be one or the other. You need some of both. Everyone needs some of both. Um, but of course, like people have different interests. Some people really enjoy running. It's, this is the thing. People love to run. I do not love to run. <laughs> and I've tried, my, I've tried to force myself to run more. I literally, I've never broken a bone ever. Last summer, like during the depth of COVID, I broke my foot running. And I'm like, why, why did I run? Like, there's no yeah. point. But I do sprints. I love sprints. I just did sprints before this podcast interview. Right. Um, because for me, they're really effective. They're short. You know, they get my heart rate up and they're over with really quickly. But um, so you really have to find kind of what you love and base it also on your goals. But everyone should be doing something that's resistance training. And that can be body weight exercise. It can be weights whatever you kind of gravitate toward and then some sort of cardio. Um, and again, that can just be, you know, you could go play soccer or like shoot baskets or it doesn't have to be like a scheduled slog of a workout. It can just be something that like gets you moving and running around a little bit. You could play with your kid or yeah. just do something like that. Yeah. So initially all we have to do is get, moving increase the amount of movement we have in a day and then perhaps once we have built up some momentum we've built up some interest in working out we can add less to it right yeah Perfect. yeah that's a great that's a great approach yeah and uh i have to ask how much do you think like i know uh, a lot of people emphasize that food trumps exercise <laughs> <laughs> where fitness is concerned so uh, what would you recommend to people where you know your eating habits are concerned mm, yeah i mean unfortunately food is really important <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately but you know the thing is about it is the the more you feel that your body is getting healthier the more you actually tend to eat healthier. Yes. Um, you know, if you you eat a greasy meal, you don't feel that good. You don't yeah. want to work out yeah. as much. You it just it doesn't it just doesn't feel as good. You basically when you start to eat healthier and exercise more, your, your body starts to crave healthier foods. And I wouldn't go like cold turkey with anything. I I'm all about balance. Like I eat dessert at least once a day. Um, nothing is off limits, but I do like for the most part, eat a lot of vegetables and fruit and complex carbohydrates and, you know, like things that are just like whole food goodness, like high nutrient foods. And 
I didn't used to crave those things, but as I have become more in tune with my body, like now my body tells me, it's like, I need some broccoli, like, right. like no right. more fries, like it's time for vegetables. Yeah. And you just learn to tune into it more. But at first it's hard and you have to like play around with recipes and find things that actually taste good. You know, healthy food can be amazingly delicious. You just have to find ways to prepare it or healthy restaurants to go to that, you know, you actually look forward to eating good, healthy, nutrition, nutritious food. Um, and it just, it just takes time and experimenting. Yeah, I agree with you. You, every time you eat a pizza, you just feel so sluggish. The last thing you want to do is move around and <laughs> get a yeah. workout. Yeah, it's true. Although, I'm a big pizza fan. There are like healthier ways to eat pizza, you know. Right. Put a bunch of broccoli and arugula on. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah, something to try. <laughs> yeah, you know, the like uh, wood-fired oven ones, like it's healthier. You know, there's, again, there's ways to make foods healthier. Yeah. Now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Uh, but there are people who do intermittent fasting and they exercise during those periods because some, you know, they think that that's it, it, during those hours, it's more effective. Do you agree with that? So this is uh, an area where there's still, you know, not a ton of research around. It's pretty new. What I have found is that men tend to do better with intermittent fasting than women. So men seem to be able to go longer without eating and exercise on an empty stomach and they are generally fine. Women tend to eat more often. Um, I do just try to have a like a window where I'm not eating as much, you know, of 10 to 12 hours at night if I can. Sometimes I break that. It's not like a, it's a not a really big deal, but if I can, you know, stop eating at eight at night and don't eat till nine the next day, then there's a decent period of time where I'm not eating. Um, the other thing is it really depends on what kind of workout that you're doing and what your goals are. So if your goal is only fat loss, then working out fasted in the morning, there is evidence that you're going to burn more fat that way. However, your performance is not going to be awesome. So if you're going for like a new personal record, you don't want to do that fasted. Right. You want to fuel up beforehand. So you really have to kind of base it on your goals and you know, see how you feel personally and, and experiment. Right. That makes sense. And if I don't know if my opinion counts for anything, but to anybody listening. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> uh, because every time I've tried to combine the two, intermittent fasting with exercise, I, I've done it thrice now. And every single time I've fallen asleep on my mat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's a great awesome. idea. <laughs> so very steep performance goes down <laughs> but it was a really really good nap though really good nap <laughs> right so you you find it probably doesn't work well for you um, no. <laughs> yeah if you're aiming for like high energy 
great workout, you're not going to get that. So, and again, some people can, but <laughs> I was just aiming for a workout, <laughs> but even that didn't, didn't take it. So. Yeah. Yeah, this, <laughs> I think this is final works yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's the advice here. You should experiment. You should see what works for you. And I know, as you said, there is not yet a lot of uh, peer reviewed research on it, a lot of expert reviewed research on it. So maybe just, you know, listen to your body more. Yes. And I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of bro science out there. So if you Google this stuff, you're going to find tons and tons of stuff. But when you talk to the actual scientists, they're, they're still kind of figuring it out. Yeah. I, it, you know, where my mental health is concerned, I always remind myself, just listen to what your body and your mind is telling you to do. So I think that's, I don't know if you would agree with it, but I think that's what, at least in so far as exercise is concerned, that's exactly the attitude you should maintain. Listen to your body when it's telling you to just, yeah, slow down. Maybe you should do that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, there is a balance because some people will then do nothing because they don't enjoy challenging themselves. Yes. But but ultimately, yes, your goal, everyone's goal should be to kind of be so in tune with their body and mind that they know what works for them. So, you know, don't listen to anyone else who tells you there's one perfect diet out there, one perfect exercise regime that you should be doing. Like not everything works for everyone. Yeah, makes sense. So you got to learn to listen to yourself, <laughs> trust yourself. And uh, for people who like maintain already maintain like a very difficult schedule, like a lot of people, they're headed down a road that's leading them to burnout. Do you if they also have workout as a part of their routine, do you think? But their schedule is very jam packed, you know? that scenario where you have that kind of crazy schedule, but workout is a part of it. Do you think that would just, after a while, if it's done in a, in a like very like crazy fueled way, would it become part of the problem or could it possibly help you avoid burnout? It could, that's a good question. I mean, any exercise, if, especially with a packed schedule like that, it, it can help you avoid burnout, but ultimately you do need to take time to rest. Um, it's you, you can only go hard for so long. So this is one thing I, I like, I like to think about like interval training for life. Um, so you have periods where you go super hard, whether you're working or working out, and then you take a break and do that for a long period of time. And you're going to have a long career or a long athletic life or, and, and not burn out. But, um, pack everything without the rest, without the sleep, without the nutrition, then you're headed for burnout. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think I'm glad you mentioned sleep here because yeah. dude, that is just sleep is it. You know, at least for me, I don't know about everyone else, but oh, everyone, everyone it is. There's so much growing research. Sleep is like unavoidable yeah, now. Yeah. You have to sleep well. Makes sense. You have got to get like your seven hours or, or whatever your body needs. That makes a lot of sense, which brings me to 12 minute athlete, because I, as I said, you know, I'm experimenting and I'm like exploring new programs that are much recommended and yours is definitely like 12 minute athlete is much recommended. So I've been exploring that, but I would love for you to share with the listeners what 12 minute athlete is all about and how it can help. Yeah. So I started 12 minute athlete, like, seven, eight years ago now, which is crazy. And 
The reason I started it was I, before that was working at a person at a gym as a personal trainer. And I was in that mode of over-exercising, just like going nuts with exercise, training clients all day long, then, you know, trying to like, literally I would, it would be like midnight and I would see my exercise calories burned and it wouldn't be enough. And I'd go like do jumping jacks for 20 minutes, like just ridiculous, unhealthy stuff. Um, And at a certain point, you know, I was starting to get injured, had all these weird like sicknesses. And obviously, you know, now it's obvious I was very overtrained. <laughs> um, and I just was sick of it. I just couldn't do it anymore. So I started kind of reading more about high intensity interval training, hit training, and just like fell in love with that and fell in love with like body weight, calisthenics movements. And so I started creating these super short time efficient uh, workouts for myself and my clients at the time. And personally, I started getting like way stronger, way fitter, less weird injuries, less overtraining. And I was like, huh, I'm working out for like 10 to 15 minutes. And, you know, also walking and doing some other stuff. But like my workout, my hard workout was 10 to 15 minutes. And I was just in way better shape than before. And same with my clients. And I was just like, this is amazing. (laughs) Um, And of course, like since then, you know, the New York Times has written about it. Like every interval training is no secret anymore. But it's it's amazing. There's so much research behind it. Um, It works really, really well. So 12 Men Athlete, like I have a, we have a website, we have an app and it's just like, I think by now there are literally thousands of these super short uh, workouts that I don't use a lot of equipment, either body weight or, you know, maybe it's a jump rope or a plyo box or just something that people can like get their hands on. Um, No barbells, nothing like that. And so also because it's mostly body weight, it's very low injury which is awesome. (laughs) It's like things that you can do if you're traveling, you're a hotel room, if you're stuck at home because of COVID. Um, But yeah, so I, I still, you know, it's like eight years later, I still swear by these workouts and do them a few times a week. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I would especially recommend them to someone who's just getting started with like building a workout routine. Because if you are someone who's in that mental zone where you're just anxious and you don't want to do anything except sit and stare into space, we've all been there. But especially if you're struggling with a mental health issue, I think those 12 minute programs, you know that they're only going to last for 12 minutes. That's all you need. (laughs) Yeah. So I think those are really, really good and they will get you started. And then maybe 12 minutes would turn into like 20 with some little extra uh, mild movement. So definitely something. I I think that's, that's great. And I thank you for creating this program. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you like it. (laughs) I do. I do like it. And I would recommend that, heavily recommend that to everyone. And I'll share all the links as well. Uh, But other than the 12-Minute Athlete, are there any resources, anything that you recommend to the people that can help them get healthier, get fitter? Oh, what a question. I mean, it it really depends on your interests. And And I think that's the main thing that I'd really recommend to people is like, like we're saying, learn to listen to your body learn what excites you movement wise. So 
I, I definitely recommend doing some like solid workouts that, you know, they're resistance training or really get your heart rate up interval training. But aside from that, find things that you think are fun. Um, so whatever it is, like pick up skateboarding, start surfing, like join a dance class. Um, and once you, you're going to have to experiment and see what seems fun, see what you feel like sticking with. But within that niche, there are like so many cool resources now and you're going to find them. You're going to find a cool community and that's going to be awesome. But it, it's really like individual, like what people are attracted to. So that is that is really my best advice is like experiment, realize, realize there's something out there that for everyone, even the person that says, oh, I hate exercise, like might love hiking or rock climbing or, you know, something, yeah. just anything, but you have to keep trying and never, like the other thing I would say is don't ever think it's too late to try. That was like my biggest thing is I, I seriously was 15 and I wanted to take up boxing and I decided I, it's too late. I'm too old, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> so then I started in my late twenties and I'm like, well, who cares? And you know, people in their fifties, like you can, you can always start something new. I just started training a client the other day he's 52 wanted always wanted to learn handstands i'm like this is awesome like let's do it and he did great so you know it's never too late to start something it's never too like silly like to to do something new um no one's gonna make fun of you they're just they're if they do they really think it's awesome that you're you're starting yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, you're probably going to inspire others as well. And um, another question I had was other than like workout, other than exercise, are there any other anything else you prefer, like any techniques or processes that you like to stay fit and healthy? So, um, yeah, cold, cold immersion stuff is is good for many, many reasons. Um, good for your health, but also good for like building resilience and you know you learn basically you learn you can do something hard like sit in an ice bath for however long and that can translate to the rest of your life which is really cool uh another another thing that's really great like that is like deep breathing so there's all sorts of deep breathing techniques there's a couple of cool books this one book called breath by james nestor is really good um and he talks about different techniques. There's one, the uh, box breathing. So basically you breathe in for like five seconds, hold your breath for five seconds, breathe out for five seconds, and then um, hold that for five seconds. And so it's just like a box. And there's a lot of growing research around how helpful this is for anxiety and all sorts of things. I actually use these techniques a lot at the beginning of COVID when I was having a lot of like panic attacks and right. breathing is really helpful. It calms your nervous system, all sorts of good things. So that's a great one. Um, you know, meditation is, is very useful. Just being mindful, all these sorts of things are, are good for your mind and body. And, you know, if you can calm your nervous system, 
then you can really like step back and not freak out in the moment. You can uh, just take charge and not be overtaken by your emotions. <laughs> yeah. And that's, again, very conducive to staying fit. I think all of it, all of it combines to create something really it all goes together. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All of this is so helpful. And if you were only allowed to give one advice to the listeners to help enhance their life, what would that be? Um, follow your curiosities. So, you know, I keep saying like, find something that interests you. Don't listen to anyone else. Like find what you love, what makes you happy, what gives you joy in movement, in food, in work, in life, um, and just kind of go from there. <laughs> awesome advice, really great advice. <laughs> this has been so much fun, Krista. Thank you so much for this conversation. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for reaching out. That was the amazing Krista Stryker. If you want to know more about our guest or you want to explore the resources mentioned during the episode, the links will be in the episode description. If you want to dive into similar content, go to my website, kratimehra.com, and there's a whole bunch of them for you to explore. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do rate and review the show on iTunes and share the episode on Instagram. Remember to tag me at mehra underscore krati so that I can thank you for your appreciation. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. Now, I'll be back next week. Till then, please do take care of yourself.